Welcome to the Legacy of Our African-American Lives podcast, where our stories become oral histories created to uplift, empower, and enrich the next generation. Nothing brings me more joy than to be able to sit and chat with one of my cousins on the podcast. And today is no different. Today, I'm going to introduce you to Violet Petway Rose. Well, Violet wasn't the name that we called her, so I won't say her other name. You know how you have the older cousins, the ones that you look up to and you can't wait until you get their age so you could do some of the things that they are doing? Well, her entire family is full of my older cousins. She is the daughter of one of my aunts, who was my mother's sister. May they both rest in heaven. And before I let her talk, I have to share this story. It may have been 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I was here in Bridgeport, Connecticut, walking around in the store. A gentleman stops. He looks at me and he says, you're Luberta's daughter, aren't you? I was speechless. I could not say a word because although I'm, I'm not her daughter, Luberta was one of my favorite aunts. And so for him to look at me and immediately be able to tell that she was in my family, it just blew my mind. So without saying anything else, I want to introduce you to my first cousin, Violet Petway Rose. I'm going to allow her to tell you about herself and to tell you some of the amazing things that she's been up to. I'm Violet. I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. I got five siblings and the story you just told, I have something similar to that because I was in Alabama and it was May Day and I was doing a walk around the school and sampling culture down there. And this lady, she looked at me and she said, you are Luberta's daughter. Luberta was my good friend. Me and my sister was together. I can tell both of you guys are Luberta's daughters. And she came up from around her little cart and she gave me a hug. I live in Colorado right now. I've been out here for 34 years. I am number four of six kids. I got three older brothers, then it's me, a younger brother, and a younger sister. My mother died when I was 15, so at that time, being the oldest girl, I took on the responsibility of helping my dad raise my younger brother and my younger sister. My father, he taught me how to cook. I burned a lot of stuff at that time, but I'm a whole lot better now. I just made sure that they had everything that they needed as a younger sister. Well, pretty much the mom, because that's the role I took on because I was the oldest girl. I like things my way. <laughs> I'm very, I can't say demanding, but either my way or the highway, you know, when it comes down to a lot of stuff and I'm just strong and I just know how I want the kids you want your children to act, and I expect that from them, respect-wise, discipline-wise, knowing how to do chores, and just being respectful all around, especially to your elders. My dad is Harry, Harry Lee Petway. Right now, I think he just turned 86. He's still strong. He's still going. He's still got a lot of wisdom that he gives to us, and, you know, we love him to death. After my mom passed, he was strong. And he stood by all of us and he made sure all six of us had what we needed. So he was good to us and he's still good to us at 86. And we are good to him and we love him. Hi, Daddy, I miss you. New York, the place that never sleeps. There's always people coming, going. You hear stuff all night long. And here I hear crickets or raccoons or coyotes and stuff like that. 
I have bears that come through my backyard and go through the, over the fence. So it's a different world from New York, but it's okay. I remember going to the store for a tomato. And when I got into the store, the tomatoes were so much money. I refused to spend that kind of money. This was like at least 15 years ago though. So I said, I'm going to grow my own. So I'm living in a townhouse. I got one little tomato plant out on my front porch and it only yields maybe two, maybe three tomatoes, but they were the sweetest, reddest tomatoes that I have ever had. I've never tasted any like that in the store. So every year I had a tomato plant and when I got my house, yeah, I got me a garden. You know, it's always trial and error because I tried a little bit of that, tried a little bit of that, it didn't work. So I did a lot of reading and just research. And so here it is 15 years later and you know, it's good. I think I got a better grasp on it, but I'm no expert. I still kill a lot of stuff or stuff just don't come up, but I think I do good. And I feed a lot of families too, because everything I got is plentiful and I share. So do you think that there's a connection to your past, to you loving to farm now? Well, no, I think my cooking is a connection. I'm a darn good cook. I grow collard greens. My family love the greens and it's like every year, my brother, my brother-in-law, my sister, everybody come over and get it. So the more you pick, the more they grow. And so with my collard greens, it's easy and it's nice to know that I can just walk out my back door, go to my little garden and get my collard greens. If I'm frying rice and if I need some scallions, I can just go out the front door and go and get me some scallions. And they're always fresh. They're always crisp. And it's just a good feeling to know that I didn't have to go to the store and spend whatever they cost now to get fresh vegetables. My husband liked rhubarb. So I bought a couple of rhubarb plants and they just growing and they're just growing and growing. So I have to find some things to do with it. So he likes pies. So I made pies. I still got a ton of rhubarb. I was like, oh, what about rhubarb strawberry jam? So I made the jam and then I take some to work because it was still a lot of it. And I don't care for it too much. I just got chickens. So my friend, we get together. She's about 20 years older than me. And I go and sit with her and chat. She looked at me. She said, you know what, Miss Regina? I think you need to get some chickens. I was like, no, you need to get some chickens. So what did I do? I got some chickens. So it's fun. I get them as chicks and raise them in the greenhouse my husband built for me. And then I put them out in a coop and they start laying eggs and the eggs get plentiful also. And like I post them online. They're like, Regina, you you sell your eggs? I was like, well, no, I didn't, but I can. And so I just start selling eggs. It's not enough to make money off of them. It's more just to get enough money to buy the chicken feed. Well, I just got this awesome cake recipe that everybody's like, Regina, I want your cake. I was like, no, I got to pass that down to somebody. And it took me like, oh, I don't know, about six or seven years to get it right. Does your son like to bake? No, but he did tell me that he wanted to learn that recipe. And I think my sister's daughter, she might have mentioned it too. So I got two people in the running for that. Are there any family traditions that you do that you want the next generation to continue? Well, just being together, being family, just staying together, doing for each other, helping each other. That's all I can ask for. Just stay in the close-knit family like we are always support them and let them know no matter what's going on whether you're right or wrong that he's going to be there for you that you're going to be there for them that's what my father taught us 
I had the opportunity to see Uncle Harry when we went to our Uncle Lucius's funeral. And I have to tell you, he greeted me like he's always greeted me. He will always be my uncle. He is just a, a wonderful man. So I agree <laughs> 100% with everything that you just said about your dad, cousin, Violet, Regina, Titi. You know, I had to say it. So nice catching up with you. I am so honored when I go on to Facebook and I see that you're in that garden and you, you know, we're looking at the chicks that you have. And it just reminds me of everything that I saw growing up when I would go to G's Bend. I say it every time I look at your page, the ancestors are smiling because the next generation is carrying forward a lot of the things that, that help them make it through. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. I have enjoyed listening to your story. And I know that you have said something that is going to uplift, empower, and enrich the next generation.